You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2007 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.church. So we have three kind of like movements, three acts in like American, this American life kind of style. Act one. Uh, <laughs> That's the title, moving into the house of love. So we'll have this, and we'll have these kind of parts of this, these lit, this litany that will be kind of guiding us through. So in the first act, we are recognizing um, our movement uh, away from God um, and the ways that kind of we turn away or maybe like find that call to radical hospitality very difficult. Like either, you know, it's hard to, I think it's hard to, it's hard to give love. It's hard to exercise radical hospitality. I think it's also really hard to like, receive it for yourself or be like that hospitality and welcome is like offered to me and so like I think that's one way to think about like you know we start meetings a lot of times with like some form of like confession or recognizing the obstacles that separate us from God's love so that's where we are right now in the beginning when God created us she placed us in the world as a house for us to live in so that we would know God's love for us and grow to maturity in that love at one with ourselves, at one with each other, at one with the divine. And um, I'm going to light candles, which we've been doing at the beginning of our meetings. The first ones represent that kind of abiding love that's present with us, that's been present since the beginning of the world. And the second candles represent the prayers and needs that we come to this meeting with. out by saying the part that's in yellow. Then the heart says, I'm going to move out of this house of love. Because love is painful and it requires vulnerability to receive. And that is too painful for the soul to bear. It says, Let me be free from the confines of God's house. Let me go not yet knowing the limitlessness of divine love, that in giving a gift to one, it is not diminished, but keeps drawing from an inexhaustible well. And so the soul moves out of God's house and goes, and goes to live apart on its own, strong Here we encounter trouble because whereas God's love is infinite, our love is finite. And so we have gained only by others' loss, adding to our store by robbing from the stores of others. Unleashed are the forces of envy, jealousy, greed, and violence upon the earth. Me for myself becomes everyone for themselves. And everyone has built a house for themselves. So, first little uh, exercise I want to invite you to is um, give you just some time to name that what the obstacle for you feels like right now between you and God, or you and that like radical hospitality and love. I'm gonna give you like maybe a little some time, maybe a little bit more time than you feel like you want. <laughs> Um, for this, um, there's some paper on the um, table up here. There's some colored pencils. There's some markers. You have some crayons on the, on the bottom. So I'm invite you to get a piece of paper. If you brought paper yourself, that's fine. And just take a chance to like write that down or draw like what that obstacle feels like right now. Um,
house, to find our own house. Act two, in act two we see that God, rather than shutting the door to us, has decided to move into our house, become like us, to inhabit our world, to be with us, in order to rebuild the house in a new way, in a way that includes us all. And so God says, I too am going to move out of this house and go and dwell with my children. If they will not make their home with me, then I will make my home with them. I will live among them as a stranger and a beggar to show them the way of self-giving love. I will knock down the walls of heaven I will look wide at stores until it encompasses earth and all who live. So I want to lead you in a um, exercise in Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina is a, um, a method of reading scripture in a way that um, really tries to read with the heart um, rather than trying to understand like what it means for all time. It's really like what, is this, what does this have to say for me where I am right now or even like us as a church, you know, we're here together. So um, which I think I, is kind of a, maybe not a radical idea, but it's like maybe um, maybe it feels a little bit like absurd to think that like God could have something to say to us on this day like God could have like written this scripture even or given us a scripture with this day in mind like this is meaningful like for this time but I think that's a I think that's a, something that's a, like a I, I, I think we want I think it's good to like go into that like maybe faith territory to believe that God has like something to say to us um, so I'll lead you in a little kind of meditative reading of this text so this is um from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14. I'm going to read it a few times, and each time I'm going to ask you to kind of invite you to read it or to listen with a particular kind of like question or lens, and there'll be some time um, to um, kind of reflect and absorb. So I'm going to read it the first time, and the question is, what is what is, is Jesus doing? What is Jesus doing? On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the place of honor, Told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, Give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. When you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Also, he said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, 
crippled, the lame, and the blind. And you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous.
this mean for us? Um, for you, personally, or for our church, for our community? What does this mean for us? On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invites both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives and rich, rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Someone else's like what they have to offer, you know. 
that invitation to move into the house of love that God is creating with us, through us, among us. This is a, a movement that's drawing, drawing us out of ourselves, out of the narrowness of, of self-interest, that's inviting us to see our neighbor in a, new way, in a new way as part of the family of God. So we'll continue with our, our litany. Seeing this new house of love being built, the heart again desires to be with the Lord and to gain instead of envy and jealousy. So it says, I'm going to move out of this house into a house of love. But the threshold of love is vulnerability. This has not changed. So the heart passes through that threshold, through narrowness to openness, through sorrow to joy, through darkness to light, through death to life, from enmity to self-giving love. Okay, so I'm going to give you some time 
to be on your own. Um, I'm going to give you like seven minutes um, to kind of take this question with you. Where are you seeing an invitation to be part of God's radical hospitality? Where are you seeing an invitation to be a part of God's radical hospitality? Maybe it's like to receive that welcome for yourself. Maybe it's to like offer to someone else. Maybe it's both. That's a question. So I take with you. Um, I'm going to give you the freedom to go wherever you want. You can stay in this room. There's tables over there. You can drag a chair somewhere. There's paper. There's art supplies. If I'm doing a retreat and this is what happens, I usually don't do anything. I usually just like sleep for however much time they give me because <laughs> I don't know. So that's fine too. You could just like hang out. <laughs> you can go for a walk. That's a good option. But if you do that, you're obviously have to keep time for yourself. Um, so, um, seven minutes. Um, Andrew will call us back with a song. So, again, the question is, where are you seeing an invitation to be part of God's uh, radical hospitality? Um, I just gave, I think I just gave instructions. For the next seven minutes, you kind of can be on your own and go wherever you want with the question, where are you seeing an invitation to be part of God's radical hospitality? Or you can just kind of hang out and don't do nothing for seven minutes. That's fine too. Um, all right, I'll see you in seven minutes.
to the communion table. Um, the communion meal uh, is the expression of God's hospitality to us, the offering of this meal um, in which God gives his very life to us. Um, but it's also a symbol of our unity with one another. I think meals also carry that kind of meaning. Sharing a meal with someone, I think, is a, is a sign, it's a symbol, it's a sacrament um, of our fellowship, of our belonging to one another. None of us come to um, the table alone. Um, we're all like a complex kind of like we, we are a product of our relationships so um, all those relationships and groups that we're part of are like coming with us to the table for good or for ill uh, so we bring with us our own sorrows and joys as well as the sorrows and joys of the world that we're a part of um, we do practice an open table all are invited um, not required but invited because um, it's not my table, it's not Circle of Hope's table, um, it's the Lord's table. Um, and God's love uh, surpasses and exceeds um, our, our loves. If um, you're on Zoom, I also invite you to participate. Um, feel free to, to, to make use of whatever elements are most convenient to you, wherever you are. Um, something to eat, um, something to drink. We'll start with this pledge as we've been starting uh, um, entering. We have been entering communion with this pledge of love, so we'll do that again uh, tonight. Um, beloved, as we gather to eat this bread and drink this cup, let us respond with this pledge of love. 
Will you love God with what love you have, whether strong or frail, and seek earnestly the life-giving way of Jesus? God's help. Will you love and serve our neighbors and lay down your life through the power of Jesus Christ, who laid down his life for us? God's help. Will you love and challenge one another, uplift the lowly, comfort the afflicted, mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice, Turn aside from violence and do good to our enemies. So may the Spirit of God, who calls the church to Christ's supper, give us a strength, grace, strength, and patience to live this pledge of love. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I'm going to pray for us using um, the the words from the book of Hebrews. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them, those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Amen. Come and eat. This is the meal that the Lord has invited us to. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. 
If you want to talk about it or get connected, visit circleofhope.church. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at circleofhopenet.com.